Welcome to Thought Lines, the podcast that explores critical thinking, the nature of knowledge, and what you need to know to navigate the information age. Each episode, we host engaging discussions on critical thinking and our guests' beliefs, their origins, and how we can improve them with a healthy bit of scrutiny. If you would like to be a guest to discuss one of your beliefs, contact us at thoughtlines.podcast at gmail.com. Would love to talk to you. I'm your host, Justin, and this is Thoughtlines. Enjoy the show. Hey, all. I wanted to check in really quick, record this kind of mini episode to... First of all, let everybody know, yes, I am still doing this, still doing the podcast. It's just proven tricky to find time to record and also to find guests. Turns out that inviting people to talk critically about some of their deeply held beliefs is a scary thing. <laughs> so it's hard for me to find people to come and do this. So if you would be willing to, and there's something you want to discuss, let me know. I would love to have you on. Also, just a quick check-in, I'm sure you noticed, I've updated the logo and the name of the podcast. There's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, first, Theotetus. While I love that name and the idea it kind of communicates, it's terrible for marketing. You know, nobody knows who Theotetus is. It's a Greek name for heaven's sake. And it's also difficult because nobody knows how to spell it. So I been doing some thinking during the time that I, I haven't been recording and I came up with the name Thought Lines and also the new logo that kind of incorporates that idea of thought lines. There's lines kind of creating this image of a brain. And I liked the name because we have to have good strings of, of thought, good threads of thought. For instance, look at like a red herring argument. You're arguing about something. Let me just specify, when I say the word argument, I'm not talking about like heated, angry, just... Anytime that there's a difference of opinion and we're discussing it, I call that an argument. But whenever an argument is happening and you're discussing something and somebody throws in a red herring where they change the argument to something else that they would rather talk about that because it's easier for them to argue, you're, you're leaving that thread of the argument that you had before and you're jumping to something else. So if you picture this idea of thought lines, like we need to have good lines of thought that we're following through on, on an argument. And if, if we can't do that in a discussion with somebody else, then for heaven's sake, we can't do it in our own minds. And really, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at in this entire show is that we need to learn to do this for ourselves in our own minds. We need to know how to hold good lines of thought and to differentiate between uh, good thinking and bad thinking. It also, the name Thought Lines uh, brings to mind fault lines, kind of play on words there. You know, there's a lot of division politically, religiously. There's just a lot of a lot of division in society, and I, I don't think that that's, it's necessarily worse today than, at, you know, other points in history. It's just, it's worse today than I've ever seen in my lifetime. I've lived in a pretty peaceful, easy period of the world. So, but still, I think it's worth talking about that there are these fault lines that exist and what's going to differentiate us from previous periods in history where these fault lines led to, 
you know, violence and conflict is our ability to have critical discussions, to critically think about our own beliefs. And that's really the fault line, if you will, that's going to divide us from previous points in history or from other people in the world is our ability to think critically. It's kind of that, it's that thought line that differentiates us. And so I'm advocating for everybody to eliminate those fault lines by having good thought lines, if you will. Anyway, hope you like it. And the new intro. I like the new intro a lot better. So hopefully you enjoyed as well. Uh, and then really quick, I don't have a ton of time, but I wanted to leave you with a, a couple things to think about. Consider this a mini episode. It's the second installment in my Critical Thinking 101 series. And it's just a really quick thought on the different types of questions that exist. If we look at any debate, any issue, and all the questions that it raises, there's really three types of questions that give, can give you three different types of answers. So the first one, I'm going to call question type one, is a question that relies upon a single system to answer it. So think of this as like scientific questions. What is the boiling point of water at sea level? We can rely on one single system. We have an established scientific system that can go and measure that and get an answer to the question. So that's the first type of question, type of question. What comes from it are things we call knowledge, facts, and while there's some room for debate in those things, like it's generally, we have an, an objective system to go and measure a result. And we can generally get a consensus on what the answer is. So that's the first type of question. The second type, type two, these are questions that do not rely on a system at all. Or it, 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 we could say that there's a system, but it's a personal system. It's very subjective, individual to a single person. So these are more questions of preference. They can answer things like, what is your favorite color? Uh, what is the best genre of music? These are all going to be subjective things that we all have our individual preferences. And there's not going to be a single established system that we can all go to to answer that definitively. It's all going to, it's going to come down to our own individual personal systems to determine what the right answer is. And we're all going to come to different answers. Uh, also, the, what fits within this question type two is questions of spirituality and religion. Uh, I think oftentimes we, religious people get tempted to move those questions into a question type one, and they're not. Those are things that depend upon a subjective, you know, your own personal experience that leads to a personal preference, a thing that you believe personally, but we can't go and measure objectively to determine an answer. I actually have a, a quote from, it's a little book published by a Deseret book, and it's called uh, Let's Talk About Science and Religion. It's specifically a focus on LDS theology and how it fits in with the scientific framework. It's by, I think she's a, a professor at BYU in biology, and she just discusses this whole issue of how religion and science work together. She actually says, in comparison to scientific evidence, 
religious evidence is interpreted using different spiritual tools, and as such, it is shareable but not transferable to another person. In other words, we don't have an established system, an objective system, that everyone can go to to determine the same answer. You can share how you came to a personal answer, but again, it relied upon your own personal system. Therefore, it's not transferable to another person. So as we discuss questions of religious preference, let's remember that, that these are type two questions that rely on our own personal systems to determine an answer. Let's not fall into that temptation to consider them type one questions. Uh, the third type is a multi-system question. So these are things like questions of what is the best economic policy or what is the best treatment for a certain type of cancer. We can look at multiple systems type one type systems, we can look at multiple ones of those and they're often going to be contradicting. There's going to be conflicting evidence that we have to weigh to come to an answer. And the answer is really going to be a judgment. That's what can come from a type three question is a judgment. There are better answers and worse answers, but we can't definitively always say this is the single answer. We can't say, this is definitely 100% always going to be the best economic policy. It's going to depend upon a whole bunch of factors that need to be weighed and considered. And that often there's going to be legitimate arguments for conflicting answers. And we have to make a judgment about which one's the best one to go with. So with type three questions, I think we often forget that those exist. And we treat them as, again, type one questions where there's, we think there's a single answer that our favorite politician or our favorite political party or our favorite religious figure has an answer to. And that's not the way that type three questions work. We have to recognize that there are legitimate answers that might differ from our own that are weighing the different pieces of evidence differently or might have different additional evidence that we ourselves don't have. So we need to treat those as such by learning all of the information and context around those questions, by gathering all the evidence around them, and considering steelman arguments of the other side, hence critical thinking. And those are really the three questions that I wanted to go over in this quick little mini episode, give you some something to think about. Anytime we approach an issue or we have, anytime we have a question about something, somebody has a different opinion and we need, we want to figure out an answer to why they have a different opinion or we're presented with new information and we have questions about it. Anytime we have a question like, like, like that, we need to ask ourselves, is this a type one question, a type two question or a type three question, and then treat our answers as such. And that will help us all to think more critically. So this is the second piece of my Critical Thinking 101 series. So the first piece, if you missed it, go back and listen to it. It's about the different virtues we need to develop in order to be good critical thinkers. And then this one is about, okay, we're presented with information. We have questions about it. How do we think about those questions and the answers that can come from them? And then from here, 
Um, we'll go into how do we find good sources. And I have several different episodes planned on just the process of critically thinking through through an issue. So that's all I've got for today. Enjoy this little mini episode. And I hope you like the new logo and intro. Talk to you later.